0: Well, welcome back to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have Daniel Brown. We call her Twig to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Oh, I'm super excited. We're going to dive into our story and how we know each other, but I'm so excited you're here. Now, for our listeners who might not know you and might not be as excited because they don't know you, can you take a moment and just introduce yourself, who you are, what you do and all that good stuff?
1: Certainly can. Uh, I am, as you said, Danielle Twig Brown, um, got my nickname from playing rugby when I was just a 14 year old little girl and I was about 80 pounds soaking wet. And, uh, so they named me Twiggy and it stuck. And now even my parents call me that. So that's where I got that nickname. And I am a 30, almost 37 year old, uh, Plumber who's been in the trade now for about 17 years, and that's that's what I, I, I focus my life on now. Um,
0: I, and I also play uh, football with you. Which is super awesome. So we, we tried to get you onto our team for a couple of years now. And when you finally said yes, we were all like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> you guys had some, some big
1: expectations for me. So I was a bit nervous for those, those few years.
0: Oh, it was great. And it's so great that you're playing with us, but we'll talk more about football after. Um, So, yeah, you are a plumber and you work at MUN, correct? I do, yeah. I work at the university. I've been there for 10 years now. 10 years. Now, one of the cool things, so for those, a little bit of a background for those people who are listening, um, I came up to Twig, which after I think it was one of our games, I was like, I want to interview you on my podcast. (laughs) And at first, we weren't quite sure what we were going to talk about. There were a few things. And then um, a couple of practices ago, we just narrowed down exactly what we wanted to talk about. And my listeners know that I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's very hard for me sometimes not to take things personally and putting yourself out there on social media and, you know, just trying to do good and all that corny stuff that I do. It's really, really hard. And you just do this so perfectly. You are a female and a male dominated trade, and it's not easy. (laughs) Can you share first before we dive into the really deep stuff, but can you share a bit about what that experience has been like for you? Uh, yeah, certainly can. I mean, I have, you know,
1: grown up my whole life, um, in a, you know, like yourself, male dominated world, but I tend to, uh, inject myself into, uh, the more in-depth male (laughs) areas. And, uh, it's, it, it has had a lot of, um, difficulties and 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 uh some major you know learning curves for me um but it is uh where I'm comfortable it's where I tend to always find myself um and as you know it, it took a lot of growing it took a lot of calluses uh on you know my my outer toughness and and uh it molded me in in
0: ways that I love, and it it's also molded me in ways that I don't love. Ooh, so you know, I want to dive into that because I need to callous myself in some areas as well and develop that thick skin. And. You know, I love how you say, like, this is where you shine. This is where you're happy. But a lot of people, if they face what you did on a daily basis, they wouldn't be able to step into that happiness without doing some of this inner work or creating these calluses. Can you talk a little bit about that growth and what calluses you, you've you had to develop over the years? Certainly.
1: I I remember stepping, you know, into the first construction site that I was ever in and uh, I had actually worked in an automotive industry before that for 4 years um so I wasn't I wasn't you know perfectly green to the environment um but a construction site is very different than a garage and at that moment I was the only uh female plumber or female tradesperson you know uh to be seen uh, especially on this island and I remember thinking to myself, just, just pretend, just pretend you're, you fit in, just pretend you fit in. And I, to this day, I still have that, um, imposter syndrome sometimes where I'm like not fully convinced, uh, that I, I am where I belong. Um, but it was, that fake it till you make it attitude that kind of got me through every day until I didn't have to fake it anymore until the confidence that I had, you know, developed from the skills that I was developing, um, just overtook that, um, fake it till you make it attitude. And I, and I,
0: and I made it. I love it and made it like you're rocking it. (laughs) I love that because a lot of times, you know, there's controversy i think a little bit over the fake it till you make it scenario kind of thing but i agree with you i look back at moments in my life where like when i started wrestling i was the first female in my high school to wrestle and you know i've done a lot of untraditional girly things you know that you don't do as a woman um and trying to push all those boundaries myself but you know you do step in you're scared you have that imposter syndrome you don't know you know how you're going to get through or how you're going to fit in but I do believe that it's, you know, part of it is faking it till you make it. That's how you get your confidence. There, there's no question. Um,
1: I think we all, you know, when it comes down to our raw emotions, we have to be real with ourselves and recognize that we're humans. And, you know, uh, so you can't just flip a switch and and, and gain confidence. Um, a lot of us have different processes that we need to go through and faking it worked for me, honestly. Um, it's it's all what people perceive you as everybody in this world sees us as something different than what we see us as so if you can exude something to them and eventually become that within yourself
0: what's controversial about that I love that and you know what it's so true we often don't see the most beautiful pieces about ourselves. Like people can always point out things about ourselves that we just don't see, but I think it's stepping in and yeah, faking it till you make it. But man, it also takes courage to do that. Like a lot of people would have turned and said, yeah, I don't think I can do that. How big of a role did courage play in that of getting, getting up every day, going into this field of being the only female. And I can't imagine that was like a very welcoming environment. You know what, uh, it it wasn't, um, I, I can't lie and say that,
1: you know, I had this like brilliant uh, experience, um, but I forget where I heard it one time, but it basically said that this quote was uh, all you need in that moment of fear is 20 seconds of courage. So whatever that hurdle is, you just need to say, this is just going to take 20 seconds and then, and then you're in it. And then it's baptism by fire. You're there and you're not thinking about your fear. You're, you're in the action then. So the, the, the fear is starting something, right? So the fear is, so you got to get up and, 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 get ready for your first day on the construction site, 20 seconds, just it, to lie in your bed for 20 seconds and then get up. Right. And it's, and I, that's, what's stuck in my head. All you need is 20 seconds of courage. When I, when I uh, left my first job to go to the university, I hated leaving there. Um, I had to do it, but I was terrified, terrified to end something. And I, and I just told myself just 20 seconds, this conversation is only going to take 20 seconds, you know, and, and, and it always, it it, it takes less,
0: (laughs) but it, it's just that number that, that I put in my head that works. I love that. And your brain does well with small numbers anyway. And like you say, it's just like getting started piece what a great lesson. And that's that's a great lesson for anything, like whether you're stepping on the football field, whether you're applying for a job, whether you're trying to move your body like it's just 20 seconds. That's it. You, it's just the starting bit. It's just that 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 race that
1: the, the gun shoots off. You're nervous right before that gun goes off. But as soon as you take your first steps, the nerves are gone. And that's a guarantee every time you're then you're into it. Then you're in motion you're the, the the fear is getting in motion so if you
0: can count yourself down to that it takes practice but you you, you get it but i think once you have it too then everything else that comes after that it gets easier and easier like confidence like anything how, you know when you practice it like we do this on the football field the more you practice the easier it gets the less you have to think about it so it's finding these little tips and those are two great ones that you can apply in your life when you have to do the scary thing. And I think today, a lot of people avoid the scary thing because a lot of times you hear people talking about, oh, everything is supposed to be with ease and with these things. And yes, you can have ease in your life, but man, sometimes you got to face those things head on and you just got to do the damn thing. One hundred percent. Like I, I, I really believe that there is
1: a place for comfort in our lives, um, and we have to we have to create that comfort, and I believe our home is meant to be that comfort. But I don't believe that the outside world is meant to be comfortable. Um, I feel like um, we tend to create bubbles that make us comfortable, and then when something breaks that bubble, we're not ready, we're not prepared. Um, so to to create a false atmosphere around you of comfort, Uh, it's, it's just not realistic and it's really setting yourself up for a devastating blow. You know, your home is meant to be comfortable, make that comfortable, make your friends and family comfortable. Um, but the outside world,
0: you have to embrace those uncomfortable moments. I love that. My goodness. I'm so glad you brought that up in that uncomfortableness is where we experience growth. That's where we learn things about ourselves that we probably never would have known we were capable of if we weren't pushed in those periods of uncomfortableness. And I think that you're right. A lot of times we put these bubbles around us to protect us from those, but we really need to pop them ourselves and put ourselves out there more because that's where that growth happens and resilience. I feel we are scared of resilience. That's exactly
1: like you're, you nailed it. Like resilience is like the one thing that gets us through everything. I agree. Like It's, it's, and it's taught and it's learned and it's practiced. You don't just you wake up one day and you're resilient. You know, I didn't, I didn't wake up with calluses on my hands. I had to work with tools my whole life to get those, you know, um, and, and my hands are resilient and it makes my life easier at work. Right. And 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 that's and not to say that we're meant to be callous, because I don't believe that. I think we can challenge the world and challenge the, the, the resistance that we get in the world with open mind and communication
0: uh, without shutting it off. Absolutely. No, I agree. And it's true. And I mean, if you think about it, too, all of our experiences are really that's our calluses, our physical ca- calluses on the external piece is that that is what makes us us that that makes us really step into who we are. And I feel that we're trying to make everything easy and it's impossible. And then the moment we encounter something that challenges us or pushes us, or that's hard, if we don't have that resilience built up, we, we crumble. Absolutely. And, and, and why, why wouldn't we,
1: you that's know, right. um, it's, it, it's learned behavior. Um, nobody wants to be uncomfortable. If, if, if you see it in yourself and and you think, I hate answering the phone and the, and and the anxieties that the world gives you, you know, it's, it is a practicing thing because when we were kids, I can guarantee you, we had all the courage in the world, right? Like it was, it was a beautiful time in our lives, the anxieties and the pressures and everything. That's what, that's what turtles us. And I think once we Stop and first validate ourselves and that we're allowed to have these fears, um, but then recognize that we're not meant to hold on to them forever. Validate them, accept that they're there, maybe figure out later why they're there, but
0: move forward, move forward past it. I love that. And I'm so glad you brought up the validation piece because I feel sometimes, you know, on social media and in the world, people try to... Almost hide their feelings, which is why I call this a "Keeping It Real" podcast. I want to have these conversations so we can normalize people, validating their feelings and understanding that all of our emotions are valid, but we don't have to stay stuck in them. Exactly, one hundred
1: percent. That's the that's the key right there. Is you know to for me to come onto this podcast and say to you, ah, I didn't, I wasn't afraid of anything. I just took it on. I belong here. I'm amazing. I'm great at what I do. No that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I was terrified to this day, you know, people will say something to me or, 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 look at me and assume that I can't do the job after, you know, 17 years and it hurts. It infuriates me. Like I have these feelings, of course, to, we're humans, right? <laughs> to. Yeah, that's the thing. We have to, we have to allow ourselves to do that. So you validate
0: yourself and then you work past it. I love that. And like this is another reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you are you're so strong. You are. And you're just this face of courage and resilience. But you're also not afraid to talk about the feelings that oftentimes people say, no, no, I don't have those feelings. If this is just who I am. I'm tough. And I'm gonna be you know quite honest, that used to be me. Like I used to be the jock. I never talked about my emotions. I was that person who was like, no, no, everything's good, but that didn't serve me. We know that's not true. And if there's somebody you're looking at for our listeners who you think don't have these emotions, it's not true. (laughs) It's not. It's, uh, it's
1: fully bullshit. And I was the same person and I, and I did that to protect myself, you know, just like you did. And we all have reasons to protect ourselves, but when it comes down to it, um, like you said, you're just doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your family and your your partner uh, a complete
0: disservice. Nobody benefits from your silence. I agree. And even like your friends and your family, like everybody who is in your circle, it's not fair to not only yourself, but everybody around you, because if you're not allowing yourself to see the emotions, there's no way they're going to be able to help you see those emotions either and support you. I, that that was a, you know, not to get too deep, but that was a, a lesson I
1: learned. It was like a Mack truck hitting me. Um, I lost my best friend to suicide and I didn't know. I didn't know. She didn't talk. Um, you know, I knew she was sad, but to that level, I didn't know. And, and I have lived honestly in fear that any of my friends aren't telling me something. And that has what has brought my voice out and basically said, listen, this is the day I'm having. This was the year I was having. This is how I felt. I want to push that out into the atmosphere so that people can look at
0: my actions and go, okay, it's okay if I do that. Absolutely. And you do that though. Like you are a beacon of light and I'm getting emotional because I had a friend, the same thing in university who I wrestled with, who was a dear friend of mine And I didn't know, and that's been part of my journey is like making it safe for people to talk about their feelings. Because as long as we pretend that it's not okay, we're going to continue losing people. One hundred percent. I mean, you
1: you see it. I especially you know in the trades, um, the third highest killer of tradespeople is suicide, and it's because of the toxic environment of you know having to be so callous um to even get a paycheck and it it develops into this just this shell of a person and i like to you know go on social media and and try to break that mold and there's a lot of people out there in the trades who are who are doing that now who are and they're and they're getting resistance you know but but we're making headway and it's you know it's really nice to go to work and have one of the the guys come up to me, big scruffy guy, and just say, "Hey, can you can can you get a you know second to talk? Like I I, I need to talk to somebody. And and there's something about that that just says like I let them know that it's okay to do this with me, you know. And
0: it's it's yeah, and it's it just I got to keep going. You, you do. We all do. And, and even for people who are listening, like it's so important to let people know that you're there for them to talk, you know, and just normalize talking about our emotions. And I think, too, social media is great in so many ways, but we have to realize, too, that what we see on social media is not reality, you know, and it's OK to talk about. Yeah, you're having a bad day. It's OK to ask for that help. You're not a burden. No, it's,
1: it's 100% this scenario where people are putting up these phenomenal family photos of, you know, their labradoodles and their 1.5 kids in the minivan and, and, you know, and, and you're like, wow, look how perfect their lives are. And then, you know, a year later they're divorced and you're like, how, how did that happen? Because it's not real. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's that vulnerability that people don't want to give up because we now live in a world that's so exposed. Our lives are so
0: exposed that you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to be real. Exactly. And I, and I know you have gotten backlash and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but when you do it, there is, there's consequences, you know, people get Very personal in your personal business when you're sharing stuff. And I understand that when you're using your platform and you're talking about that's part of it. But a lot of people are reluctant to share those things because of the lack of understanding, the lack of just support, you know. And we got to do better as humans.
1: Yeah. It's hard, you know, because, you know, people don't need to share anything, you know. So it's not, you know, social media is whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's it's just we need to change our perception of what we want to take in. Mm, Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's because, you know, you're going to be who you want to be on social media. I'm going to be who I want to be. But do we want to broaden what we take in? If we're only if we're only clicking on the Kardashians, that's fine. That's what you're interested in. But are you creating this fake world for yourself? Are you creating a misery um from this false life right maybe expand your life and and get some real people like yourself and start clicking on them and following them and accepting so
0: accepting flaws into your life that is probably one of the most beautiful things i've heard i, I got to say like that that is such a good idea and you're right it's not necessarily but what you're putting in it, is about what you're consuming and who you are following and who you're letting into your life and taking responsibility for it yourself and just say, okay, who do I want to have in my life? You know, who do I want to become more of? What do I need even? Like, maybe you need funny, maybe you need humor, maybe you need support, maybe you need motivation, but taking that ownership and going, no, this is what I'm going to do for myself. I love that.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really easy
0: to say like, oh, social media is really fake nowadays. OK, then follow some real stuff. That's right, because there's a lot of people who are doing great things out there. There really is. But we just got to take it upon ourselves to make sure that we're following those people, what we need. Exactly, man. I love that. Um, I want to go back to something that you said, because I, it keeps popping up in my mind that I just have this picture of this, this man now coming to you in this beautiful moment for him to share something on his heart. And I just had this moment of thinking about my dad who kept so many things to himself. How do we as humans (laughs) do a better job of making an environment comfortable for people to feel they can come for you? Like what, what, what do you do? I know what you do and how you exude positivity, but how do you create an environment where you can help the people around you?
1: One major thing is to not implement your own personal feelings into their scenario. Um, people are desperate, desperate for validation, and you don't need to look at somebody, take them by the hand, wipe their tears, and say, "I validate you." They don't need that. they just need somebody to actively listen to them. They need somebody to not judge them, and they and they they don't I think a lot. Of what we tend to do in today's world is try to fix things. Um, Say you were to come to me with an issue um, about your work. I don't know anything about your work. How can I fix that for you? You know what I mean? But in that moment, you just need me to listen. You don't need me to fix it. And I think that that's where the, that's where the walls go up with people especially you know in a male dominated industry if i start telling you know uh, a grown man how i think he should fix his problems he's not th- boom that's where the wall goes up he's not listening to me so if i look at him and go man that really sucks i'm really sorry that that happened to you that's like, all i need that uh, and 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 they figure it out themselves they talk themselves and then and then you can have a productive conversation. But if you start going like, well, you need to start doing this and you need to listen to your wife and you need to, you know what I mean?
0: You need to get a budget. It, 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 you're going to go, Oh my God, you are my wife, you know? Yeah. And um, not come back to you again and then say, Oh my goodness, I should have never open up in the first place and repeat a cycle. This is it. Like it's, it's gotta be, it's
1: gotta be an environment um and it's for everybody it's got to be an environment where they come in and after they leave they don't feel like they were judged maybe they still feel gross because they shared their feelings and that's how we're we're made to feel after we share our feelings but they don't feel like they can't look you in the eye anymore they feel a bit of relief and then as soon as they feel that feeling again they go well i felt some relief the last time i spoke to Danielle. i felt some relief Time I spoke to Gina, and it's and and it's just patience. You just have
0: to be like, hey, like tell me. I love that. There, there's so much truth in that because I think we have become a society of we need to fix people and just listening. And you know what? The whole judgment piece is so big because all day long we're all, everyone's being judged, and it's the new. It's a new norm. Like you can't go somewhere, you know, and and. You know, people have their different perspectives. We already talked about that, but people just need to feel they have a safe place to share what's on their heart, and like you said, they will figure it out. yeah, they will
1: figure it out. But the answers are there, and you know i've I've eventually gotten to a point where I said, "Hey, listen, there's this program that I've heard about. I'm going to send you a link. I'm not going to tell them." in depth of what the program is. I'm just gonna say, hey, there's people here and they they're professionals about that stuff and I heard they're great. I'm gonna send you a link. Boom, that's it. I've I've created a connection to something that I can't provide. But you know, I I just I guess I was a bridge to that.
0: Yeah. And it's also like, you know, we had to test the water sometimes. And sometimes you're just a testing board to get you to the final test that you just need. And even just someone to say, like, it's like you, even just passing in a link is normalizing that program and taking one step out for them that it's probably the hardest step to go look themselves, you know? And you said a word there that, you know, keeps coming up on this podcast and it's connection. Human beings just need to feel connected in some way. I think the, you know,
1: the connection of this world, um, we've never been more connected, uh, if you think about it, but we've also never been more disconnected. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I can, I can call my buddy up, you know, in uh, Malaysia right now, and we can have a conversation. Um, but I could be in the room with my partner, and we're not talking to each other for a half an hour. You know, it's it's being in that moment when somebody needs you, and quite literally just being in that moment, like, like I, I got in trouble uh, at work a few months ago, because one of the, uh, somebody at work uh, lost his son. Um, and I, I went in to, you know, ask this person about a work order I had gotten about a plumbing job and I just saw it on his face. And, and I, I just said, are you okay? And we, and we, we, he just, he opened up fully. He just fully opened up and I, and I sat there, you know, and I had my hand on his shoulder and and he just for an hour, just, just talked and talked and talked. And he needed that. He needed it. And when I, when I, you know, finally left, I looked at my phone. I had like eight missed calls from my boss and I said, I couldn't leave in that moment. I couldn't leave because we, like, that's nothing matters. This is like money is not real. Like, you know what I mean? Borders aren't real. This is real. Like I mean, these connections are real, and we have to keep these connections real and pure and true. And when you're in a moment, be in that
0: moment. Yeah, and you're right; nothing else matters. And I feel that sometimes we forget that we forget that that connection that human beings—it's more important than anything else. And uh, just curious, how did that cover? You know, what, we could cut this part out, but how did that conversation go when you explained what you were doing? Was it received well, or was it? You know, at first, like I, my boss uh, is around
1: my age. We've worked together for ten years, and I kind of told him. I was like, "Hey, this is what happened." Um, he opened up, and I couldn't leave. And he just went, "All right, bye." You know what I mean? It was kind of, it was kind of like, "Wish you didn't," but I, I, I get it, right? Like, yeah. So it, it, it was, you know, it was what it was. What are you going to do, get mad at me? Like yeah,
0: that's right. And you know what? The the cool thing is, and I already know the answer to this, you wouldn't change it. You would do the same thing over, you know? I do it over. Yeah, I do it over. I... But I think we need to need to start choosing humans over everything else even more. And I think that's how we come back to humanity. That's how we heal the planet. That's how we heal all this common trauma and stress that we're feeling as a society, as a whole. Like we we need to come back to that. Yeah. Let's like, like, let's break it down to the raw connection. Absolutely. Okay. So in the beginning, you said that you developed some calluses that were good and you developed some calluses that maybe not so good. Can you talk a little bit more about that and even just how they were formed?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, with the, with the good calluses, I, you know, was kind of forced to realize that um, people's opinions of me are none of my business. Um, they have no reflection on me. Um, I have had a history of, you know, uh, opinions being made very quick about me. Um, and that hurt at first, that was, that was something that I really carried on, on my shoulders and on my heart. And, uh, and it was, you know, I remember coming home, uh, just this skinny little plumbing apprentice and getting in the shower and crying. And it was, it was just this slow grind of, of my feelings that I would have to put away, um, that kind of just created this
0: toughness that eventually the, the opinions didn't matter you walk us through the how because i guarantee you as you're sharing this there there's someone listening who is probably in that phase where they are in the shower and they're crying and they wake up and the opinions of the world are heavy on their shoulders how do you start to step into letting the opinions of others roll off your back you have to be very cognizant
1: that in that moment you're being affected by it so you get the you know initial reaction from somebody, opinion from somebody, harsh words from somebody, and in that moment, you have to recognize that you have been hurt by it, you know, whether or not
2: you're upset or you're angry or whatever form
1: that takes inside of you, you have to catch it right away um, and that takes practice, but you have to catch it, and you have to. Again, validate yourself and say, okay, yeah, that hurt. That sucks. This is what I'm feeling right now. You have to say, all right, that sucks. You have to do it in your head, in your car, wherever, but you have to acknowledge that that's what's happening to you right now. Right? Then you got to take a couple of breaths and then you got to say, does that person matter? Do I respect that person?
2: Am I going to remember this person's name in five years? You will say no
1: to all of those. You don't respect that person because really the only thing that really hurts in this world is when you hurt somebody that you respect. That's a real hurt. That's a real hurt. That right there is a built up callus. You, that you don't just get that. You don't just step out of the shower and go, that hurt my feelings. Okay, now I'm over it. You have to catch it right away. And that that's what stops your reaction time. That's what stops you from dwelling on it for hours or days or weeks. Eventually you catch it right away and you, you, you let it go because you, you built
0: these, these steps in your, in your mind. Right. I I love that. And because if you don't catch, and if you don't name it, you're ruminating, you're down this, you know, pity party of a you know, two ice cream tubs down kind of thing. And you just, you you just let it go. Right. But I, I think that's so important. And then like we've already mentioned, like the, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the shorter, the, I guess the effect that it has on you. But I, I love that because I guarantee you there's people who are listening, especially we have a lot of business owners listening to this podcast who they're always afraid of putting themselves out there because of the fear of what people will think. So this, this is huge. Well, that's the thing
1: is, I think, you know, we, we're in a society that is desperate for approval. Um, but what you, what you need to do is decide today what, where you want that approval from, what type of person you want that approval from. If I don't respect you, I don't care if you, if you approve of me. And if I don't know you, then I don't, why would I Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I, I want my, my, I want my mom's approval. You know, I want your approval. I I like you. I want your approval. I want D's approval. My best friend. I, you know, I want my partner's approval. If somebody that I just met doesn't approve of me. Okay.
0: Okay. But that is so powerful. And I just know that our listeners are going to really get something from that. And I, you know, I've kind of said this to you before, but I do struggle with this still and, um, it's something that now I've come a long way. It's almost like when I was in high school and I was wrestling, I was a different Gina. I didn't care. I did. I was like badass, whatever. And then all of this happened and then I suddenly cared. And now I'm starting to get back to that, <laughs> that same, you know, it is what it is. If you don't like me and you don't know me, then it doesn't matter. But there are times, like you say, where it just sneaks in and it's like, oh man, like I find what happens to me is like my I truly believe I'm on this planet to help people. And I remember I know I shared this on the podcast before, but um, I remember when I was doing my education degree, I had a professor ask me, um, why do you want to be a teacher? And my response was to make better human beings. Now, my response, my wording would change now, but the message is still the same. Like, I just want to help people. Like, I know I'm meant to help people. And when sometimes, you know, you get the trolls and you get people not understanding or, you know, putting their values on you or whatever, my heart hurts because it's like, no, I'm just trying to help people, you know, but then it's reminding yourself. And like you said, just catching yourself and saying, like, does this matter And that switch for me of, wait a minute, do I even like you? Like, do I even, you know, like instead of putting all the power in their hands, like you take it back and you go, hold on a second, you know, and just taking that power back and and saying like, exactly like you said, do I respect you or do I even care, you know, what your opinion is? I think that's, uh, it's such a powerful tool to have. Well,
1: it, it is. And, and, you know, I don't, I just automatically have that, you know, like I don't respect you. I still, the words come up and I see them and they, and they will, you know, depending on the day, they might really ruin, you know, my next two hours. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's, it used to be, you know, uh, ruin me for a week. It used to stop me from making this next post because I thought it was, it was going to sound silly, you know, and it, and it, it used to hold me back. But again, it's all practice. Nobody's just going to wake up and go, don't respect you. You know, I'm going to validate myself. This is these are processes and steps that you have to implement. And it might you might think it's taken forever. Eventually, you just like get to a spot where you're like, wow, I used
0: to be way worse than this. Like, but it does. It takes time. And sometimes we can't see our own progress while we're in it. And I think one of the things that we do as humans that it's just not reality is we try to completely eliminate these thoughts and these feelings. And like we're given all of these for a reason, but it's just turning the noise down on them and having these processes in place. So you're like, no, 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 I don't want to go down this road. I want to change that. And then showing up every damn day and, and keep moving forward. And if you stumble back, that's okay. Then just keep moving forward the next day. Right. That's exactly it. Like when it comes down to it, we
1: all are just just humans who screw up all the time. And we're, you know, we got to give ourselves a break and we got to forgive ourselves. We got to stop shaming ourselves. The, the biggest thing is that we're all carrying something um, and we might carry it for the rest of our lives. but. The biggest thing is whatever you're carrying that makes you think that people are looking at you the way you look at you in that moment, forgive yourself and let it go. And then all of a sudden, when these people are looking at you and they think that, you know, you're you're not you're not imposing your own
0: thoughts onto them. I love all of that. Love it. Love it. And it's so true. Um so the calluses that maybe you wish you didn't callus um can you talk a little bit about that Yeah it's one of the the biggest things that I
1: have started to really focus on um I by by started I mean I started it 4 years ago um but again everything's a process so I'm being very patient but um I would take my work calluses where I would meet confrontation. Um and as a as a tradesperson um I, to to confront somebody, you can, you know, for the most part do it verbally, but sometimes you have to puff your chest out a little bit. You have to. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's quite literally the only way I could have survived in the trades. Right. You know, I had to chameleon myself to take on these toxic um, traits, um, you know, to fake it, to make it. Um, And I, I would bring that home. I would, I would try to have a, you know, a, a conversation with my partner and, and, you know, if I didn't like something, then I would, I would, I would go work mode interesting yeah and instead of being you know uh, a partner who was tender I was uh, a partner who was cold and you know if I if I don't like the way somebody's doing something on the work side I'm like man what's going on fix that that's right <laughs> and if somebody me mean they're like hey you're wrong I'm like no you're wrong look at the blueprints again come back to me when you've educated yourself and that's that's the way
0: you get ahead in the trades, you know, sometimes. Yeah, and you know um, your shit. Like it's not like you're out there like, oh, you can't be told that's not who you are. You know your shit. I'm 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 a good plumber. I'm a good plumber, but I wasn't a great partner. That's the
1: thing. I would come back home and you know, something would go wrong, and I'd be like, No, boom, 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 blueprints, blah, 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 no feelings, no tenderness. And and that's like that. I'm not being a partner. I'm being an asshole, you know? And that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work in a relationship where, where you're meant to be a, a team player, you know? Um, and I, I just remember I was, I, I, we had a neighbor, um, who didn't, didn't like us because I'm, I'm in a, you know, a same sex relationship. Um, and they didn't like us. They didn't want us living next door to them. So, the the wife of the neighbor came knocking on the door one day and my partner is a psych and addictions nurse so she is quite literally the most patient beautiful soul you've ever met in your life um and she can handle any situation with the calmest tone and it's something that I'm learning from her um I'm desperate to learn it because it's a it's a beautiful beautiful trait and she was talking she was just conversing with this neighbor who was screaming in her face and she was just like, we can handle this. And I, I come in guns ablazing, blazing and she's holding me back. And then her husband shows up and he's screaming at me and I'm screaming and we're like two barking dogs. And it, and you know, in a situation where they were wrong, but I, I think back on that moment and I feel like a fool, you know, because I went trades mode. I went, you want to fight me? I'll fight you. I will fight you, you know, and I'm 130 pounds. I can't fight. You know what I mean? Who do I think I am? But that's where my, that's where my mind would go. I would go fight or flight and I would go, fight. you know, but it, it, it was, it's something that I I have to, I have to take down when I'm in the presence of somebody that I love and respect. I need to, Take a deep breath and I need to humanize myself and not and take the hard hat off and go, all right,
0: what 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 does your heart need? That's beautiful. So let me just back up a little bit. How did you step into this self-awareness piece? Because that is really hard to do, like to be able to go and say, hold on a minute. I'm not happy with how I'm being present with my partner. Like, what did you have a conversation? Did you recognize this within yourself? Like, how did that happen? I didn't recognize it
1: within myself. No, I finally got a partner who was able to talk to me the way that I'm learning to talk to people. Beautiful. So she, she in, a, in a moment of, of high stress and high emotions, stayed here. And I was up here and she but she stayed down where I wanted to be. And she was like, you're not being my partner right now.
0: That's huge. Like to be able to have that conversation and no doubt it was hard for her to say. But the fact that you listened, well, she told me what she needed. But some people will put their back up and won't not not even allow themselves to hear that come in. So the fact that you were able to go, oh, wait a minute, like this is what's happening and then actively change it like that. That's amazing. Well, it's it's all
1: it has nothing to do with me being amazing. It all has to do with her delivery. She didn't she didn't give me a reason to have my backup. Right. She came at it very calm. She wasn't pointing her finger at me. She was she just said, this is what I need from you. This is how I feel right now. And this is what I need from you. So first of all, she took ownness on her own feelings and say, listen, right now you're, you're making me feel this way. And I, and I need you to, I need you to take it down here. And instead of going, you're an asshole, you did this, you said this, and you did this. That's what would have gotten me higher. But she looked at me and she said, Hey, right now your tone, uh, is making me feel, you know, not, not very wanted by you, you know? And can you take it down a bit? And in that moment, there's no defensive there. There's just like, that's, that's her saying, I feel this way. You made me feel this way. And I'm asking you for this favor and, or not favor, but I need this from you and you, and I deserve this from you. And, and, it, you know, we've been together for almost five years and, um, that's, that was a huge takeaway. Like she's taught me so much in communication skills and and listening and, and how to, how to take somebody's back that's up, up in their ears and just bring it down and go, how, how do we make this right here? This,
0: this fire, how do we make this progressive? Oh, I love that. And even just like for our listeners, like even that approach to your problems, because I guarantee you, everybody who's listening is thinking of somebody who they might need to have this conversation with, you know, and instead of pointing your fingers and being more confrontational, what a beautiful way to bring it down and to bring it back to a mutual playing field where you can have an adult conversation, not out of pointing fingers, but out of pure love, really. That's what you have to bring it down to. It's not you versus
1: me. It's us versus the problem. Ooh god you got like all
0: the mic drops man <laughs> Good night <laughs> <laughs> Peace out <laughs> Um did were there any other calluses that you developed that you're you know maybe currently working or was that like the biggest one Uh
1: no that was the biggest one I know um Sometimes I need to like rain rein in my sarcasm a little bit, but never that I love it. <laughs> it it is very much me. um, and sometimes it's it's very uh too honest, I'll say um in in certain settings where maybe the 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 receiver might be a little bit you know delicate to situation i might I might overstep my uh my sarcastic wave, but that's uh. I want to say that I'm working on that, but it's it's more so I'm recognizing when I'm doing it. I'm going, to, uh, sorry, um,
0: I'm a jerk. It's legit one of my favorite things about you. Like, you make me laugh so much. I love it. Even when you start at me, I still love it. <laughs>
1: I think sometimes my mouth is faster than my mind and then afterwards my mind catches up and it's like you tell me like why would you say that but you know I'm I, that's
0: something that I, I'm I don't know, I'm trying to fix it but no it's you and you're not malicious you're just you're pure fun you know and everybody who knows you knows it's just fun and that's just who you are and like you lighten the mood it just it's it's really great <laughs> Um, okay. So like you've had, you've had a challenging life. Yeah. You've had a lot going on. And, um, even just like you talking about your partner and like, like a lot of people can't even imagine having to deal with those things. And, you know, it's so hard to show up as your authentic self when the world is pushing back. How do you do it? I don't know how to not be myself.
1: I can say fully that it was, um, no question. My, my parents bring me up the way they did. So if any parents are out there, um, listen up, here's your guide to, you know, having a kid who isn't a, afraid to be themselves. Um, because I was always allowed to be myself. I was always allowed to wear boys clothes. Um, my parents, you know, knew from a young age that I was, um, you know, homosexual. They, my mom took me to a gay pride parade when I was 10. Um, she, she had a transgender person cut my hair uh, just so that she knew I was, you know, welcomed in that community, had you know, and and this, you know, I'm almost in my 40s. So That's what
0: I was going to say, oh, my God, I'm getting so emotional. That's amazing.
1: This was this was in the early 90s. And my mom was like, well, maybe my kids trans, you know, so she had she was preparing for that. But she knew that I was different. Um, my parents knew that I wasn't going to be in university. So they said, hey, listen, whatever you want to do, just make sure you love it. Don't like, don't spend money on university if, if that's not for you. Um, and and I've, I've never had to pretend to be somebody else to get love.
0: I don't even, there's so many thoughts going in my mind right now. Um, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, uh, go and write that down. Like push, push, pause, go back, go get your piece of paper and write that down. Because all of the women that I work with I wasn't expecting to get emotional. I was like, oh, we're going to have fun and laugh all the podcasts." <laughs> but most of the women that I work with, it's because they didn't have that love. They didn't have that acceptance. They had to fit in boxes. They had to wear masks. And they didn't know what, it's, what it was like to actually be themselves and be loved for who they were. And I think that is so key to raising our children and to letting them know that no matter what path they choose, they're going to be loved. Like what freedom does that give you just to be yourself? You know, it's, it, it's silly to
1: say, but it, I, I don't know the freedom that it gives me. I, cause I've never had a ceiling put over my head. I've never had my parents say, you can't do this. You, you're, you're a girl, you can't do this. Uh, it's, I don't know what it's like to not have it. So I can't tell you the freedoms that it gives me. Um, I see actively. Uh, to this day, the 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 prison that a lot of uh, women, um, LGBTQ youth, um, I, 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 you know, that are just under with these cookie cutter molds that parents force them into because of social pressures. And it's um, I see that. And I, and I think, well, what a prison um I I I never had it, you know. I, I never did. And and I grew up in a very strict religious household. Um uh but my dad, uh as religious and strict as he was, he put his love of his children over his expectations that he knew deep down are bullshit, right?
0: Do you know how uh, that is just so powerful? And From somebody on the opposite side of if I had a dollar for every time uh, I had someone say you can't do that because you're a girl, family included, I'd be a very rich woman. (laughs) And I feel that I have taken the path that I have despite a lot of the things that were um, that were placed on me. So I think one of the reasons why I'm being so emotional is because I've had to do so much work and have to continue to Uh, To love myself for who I am, I'll be quite frank, like it's I've had to change who I was and fit in certain boxes. So, you know, the power if you want to give your child a gift, it will be the power of just to love yourself and follow your own path. And don't put your judgments and your lack of understanding what they're going through on them, because every time you slap a judgment or you slap an expectation, you're chipping away pieces of your child. One hundred percent. Like you know, you said that you had to
1: break out of this mold and, and kind of figure out who you were. And you know, that isn't a test for your strength and the fact that you one day were like, wait a second, my life, I'm taking this over. Not everybody has that strength and and forethought to go, wait, I can do that. I can get out of this and stretch, stretch my wings and, and see my true colors. Um, And that's something that nobody should have to learn, you know, in adolescence or adulthood. It should, it should be a given, you know, the fact that I can show you pictures of myself eight years old with a mullet and a candy necklace and a mop on my head, like, my parents were like, yeah, you're nuts. Go, go be nuts. You big weirdo. Like that parents, that was it, you know? And, and because of that, I was like, okay, I guess I'll just do whatever the hell I want to do. And, and, and that's, you know, it's something that
0: I'm, I'm stoked that, that you're finding out now, like, you know, it's. And that's hard. And I think this is why I have a passion of helping other women too, because I know what it feels like. And you know, it hasn't been an easy road. I've lost a lot of people who, you know, I lost a lot of family and I lost a lot of people who I thought were really close because I was wearing this mask to fit in. And when I became myself, it was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, so it's, it's not easy and you do have to choose, but I have learned that I will always choose me first and I will no longer put myself on the back burner and pretend I'm somebody that I'm not. Yeah. I think your story is more prevalent than mine. No, I don't think so. I think seeing the contrast and seeing what has allowed you to step into who you are and not only that, Twig, but it just shows the power, like that the fact that you can get on this podcast and you can share with parents who are listening right now and they can see your resilience they can see you in your power and know okay i can change this and have my daughter my son you know whoever they have as their children to step into that power like that's a lesson in itself i think that's more powerful than me coming on talking about my story when you could say this is what my parents did this is what they showed me this is a love you know and i think we need to see more of that well, let's say that we're a great team together then, because we're we're taking all sides of this one. I love it. <laughs> so I have one more question that I just want to touch before we dive into the fun part. I don't want to take up your whole evening, even though I could talk to you all night. Um, we have a lot of people who are business owners, um, influencers, people reporting themselves out on social media, and as you know, you have a big presence. You you are not only on social media and doing this, but it's in a male-dominated trade. What advice would you give to our listeners who might be reluctant to share parts of themselves and put themselves out there of the fear of rejection and the opinions of others and all that jazz? <laughs> If you want to be different on social media, if you want to express who
1: exactly you are, you are going to thrive as much as you possibly can. There're so many of the same just exact same posts, exact same uh uh you know, Instagram channels and TikToks and and they're all carbon copies of each other. And if you are afraid of being an individual in a place where quite literally individuals shine they really do you know the the carbon copies what you see all the time sure but are they shining no they're not they're not what gets the interaction your different personality your unique personality and your unique skill or or business is what is going to attract unique people The people that you want and that you choose to have in your life, they're going to be attracted to your personality. So if you're afraid to put that out there, um, you're going to lose what you deserve. Oh, can you say that one more time? (laughs) If you're afraid to put your personality out there, you're you're, you're not going to find the people that are meant to be magnetized towards you.
0: And you're going to lose what you deserve. (laughs) That, that is wicked. And it's so true. And I feel that, um, a lot of business coaches and a lot of people will look at people who are already successful and say, well, yeah, like that's how you do it. But it's so true. Like I say to my, my clients all the time, like what makes you different? That is your superpower. You are your superpower, all of your differences, all of your quirks, like that's what makes you shine. And I think we need to embrace our differences more rather than trying to be alike. Absolutely.
1: I, you know, I do think, you know, when it comes to social media, there is a there is a golden, you know, rule that does work. You know, you can look at your data and statistics and find out when people are interacting with you the most. And then you can share on those days. Maybe at five o'clock on a Tuesday, people tend to be looking at you more. Okay, we'll post those days. So do that, follow that mold, but put your personality into it and, and just, just do it, just do it. Just fucking do it. The thing is like, why, why, why are we taking social media so seriously? You know, if you, if you mess up, I know a lot of people are afraid of messing up, saying the wrong thing in today's society, but it's a beautiful time to learn. So you get out there and you're a business, you're a small business, and you want to support this charity, and maybe you use the wrong word or, or an improper phrasing, and somebody slips into your comment section, and maybe they're not very nice about the way they correct you. That's your opportunity to learn. If you have a friend in that community or charity that you're speaking of, take a screenshot, send it to them and go, hey, can we talk about this before I, can you educate me further on this before I comment on this subject? Take it as a learning experience. You're opening yourself up. You need to open up yourself to to your viewers.
0: Oh, I like that. And it's so true. Like if we look at those situations uh, in terms of growth opportunities and always not just growth in our business, but you know, that that's part of the beauty of, of, of the internet is you can actually educate yourself in ways so much quicker than, you know, you making a, you know, I don't want to say a small mistake, but you making a mistake and then people having a conversation, that's how you learn. Apple pie doesn't taste good for anybody. You know, nobody
1: wants that slice, but when it, when you accept it, you learn from it, you grow from it. And then you can post a reply saying, Hey, listen, this is what I learned. And I'm gonna tell you guys what I learned today. Um, all of a sudden, if you know, you, you've just educated other people, you've gained more people who love that perspective about you, who just said, Oh, that's a really honest person who just took a blow, handled it well, learned from it, licked their wounds, got back and, and taught somebody something. So, like you're Yeah, you're going to gain a lot of more positive minded people who I mean, let's be honest, that's your that's your the people who are listening to this podcast right now.
0: One hundred percent. That is so true. And in the case of and I get this all the time from my amazing clients, it's they have these ideas on their heart. They're like super excited. They have the they already have all the content they have it created. They get ready to push post and then they're like, who am I to do this? I can't believe I don't no one's going to read this. This is silly. And I know you've been there. We've all been there. But what is your trick to help you push that publish button and to get past those blocks? That's hard. That's a hard one. Um I
1: think what I do, actually I know what I do. I look at the last post that I had that feeling about. Ooh. And I go, "Oh shit, like I I just got, you know, this many. I thought I was going to have none, but I got I got 50 comments. I thought I was going to have, you know, so many negative comments, but I got none or one. You know what I mean? And I and I just like look at me being overdramatic. It, it's just one of those old scenarios where if you're afraid
0: of something, you think of the last time it happened. Was it that bad? No, nah, it wasn't. That's so true. And looking at all the times you succeeded in the past. And what I get my clients to do sometimes, too, is create a stack of evidence like any time that comes in. Already have it already done. So you have your evidence of why you're going to do this. Like, like you say, look at your last post, look at all the times you've overcome adversity. Look at the times you were scared and you did it anyway and the fear wasn't so bad. So it's like stacking the beliefs that you want to believe that's going to help you move you closer to your goals.
1: Yeah. And another thing I do when I'm about to post something like really big, like let's say I'm about to talk about. You know, on my end, I, I talk about a lot of tools and a lot of plumbing uh, equipment. And if I'm about to post something that I know is going to get a lot of kickback because maybe it's a new technology and tradespeople hate new technology. So if I talk about a new technology and I know, I know I'm know i going to get that flack, I don't want to do it, but I have a deadline um, because of my sponsorship. What I'll do is I'll make it. I'll have it already. I'll click post, put my phone down. I'm going for a hike. Post and ghost. <laughs> Post and ghost. Get out of there. And then by the time you come back, there's probably 50 comments on it. And it's over. It's done with. The, the deed is
0: done. And you feel better the next day. So you reply the next day. That's right. And do, doing that 20 second rule again, right? Like 20 seconds of courage. <laughs> and it takes less to push that button. <laughs> oh, exactly. So you wake up the next morning and you have negative comments. Last thing, how do you deal with those negative comments? Those trolls, the people who are just like waiting for that post to kind of go. Oh, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> depends on the day, honestly. It depends on the day. It depends on the the person. Um, there's a, there's a few factors to it, right? So where I am in the trades, um, a lot of the times I I will go back to my sarcastic roots. And I'll probably, you know, kind of bring up how they don't know what they're talking about in a trades kind of way. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, yeah, stick to your stick to your manual drills, Poppy. You know what I mean? Like, I'll 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 probably like interject some kind of or inject some kind of humor to it, makes myself feel better, makes people like my my humor. And then all of a sudden I get a little
0: boost, you know, um, or I block people. I have no problems inviting people to the block party. That's something that I would not do. I was like, oh, I can't block people. But now I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have the time or energy. This is my space. I have a goal. And listen, you don't have to follow me. You don't have to come into my space, but you're not going to come in and disrespect me. I'm just not, I don't put up with it anymore. I'm just like, see ya. Well, all the people who need to be blocked. Yes. You do. And it's
1: the yes. people who don't have anything to offer. If they have nothing to offer, then get rid of them.
0: Yeah. And not, not even that, but if all they have to offer is negative, like, and I've had some really tough conversations and challenging conversations because I don't believe in shying away from them because I think that there's area of growth. But I'm not interested in having a conversation with somebody who is just looking to be negative and to not even try to be learning. Like I I will try to engage if I know what's going there, I will block. But yeah, it's just it's like you say, it's gauging the platform, gauging who now I don't obviously have as many people as you, but you know, you you're still getting people coming into your space who feel they can just say whatever they want. And um, I'm not allowing it anymore. That that's where I am with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where when you are personal on your stories and your posts, people think they know you. 100%. Right? Okay. So then they're like, well, here's what I have to say about you. And you're like, no. No, no. <laughs> you
0: don't know me. You don't know a thing about me, right? And that that's hard because once again, my heart will kick in sometimes, but I'm learning to develop that thick skin, which is really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a process. It really, really is. And and it's hard. And like you say, some days are better than others, but it's just retraining your brain to, you know, to handle it differently, to acknowledge and to also remind yourself. Like I have a quote that, and you said it right at the beginning, a couple of the quotes that I use, you've said, so It's kind of funny, but it's like what other people think of me is none of my business. And I used to try to explain myself to other people like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. Like, and I'm like, Gina, honey, come on. Like, you're not, you can't be friends with everybody. And not everybody's going to love you or what you do. And that's okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I would hate it if everybody loved
2: me.
1: But everybody do love you. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: need to check out my comment section more. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go there and start writing your haters and be like, what do you do? I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty good support.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too,
0: actually. Give me next time you get a troll, I'll bring my sarcasm over. Oh, yes, please. Oh, I'm calling you up on that one. That's going to happen. <laughs> Easy. I'll be there. I love it. Okay. So we're going to do some rapid fire questions and it's exactly as it implies. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just as it implies, um, I'll ask you a question. The first thing that comes to your mind, fire away. Are you ready? Yep. (laughs) Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Oh, Sporty. Mine too. Nachos or tacos? Oh, tacos. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? Oh, wow. Man, oh man. Um, I would go to England and
1: I would witness John William Ellis' uh
0: inventing rugby wow that's like the coolest answer I've gotten for that question (laughs) I love it um who's your favorite Harry Potter character oh that's a good one um
1: I'm gonna go with Ron Weasley just because I I I love that little that little shy dorky hero at the end (laughs) he's amazing
0: sunrise or sunset sunrise What's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant? Oh, wow. Um,
1: Go-to order. My favorite. I love so many. Okay, I'm going to go with Merchant Taverns uh, pancakes. Oh, I didn't know they did pancakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With a mimosa on the side.
0: Mm, Now I'm hungry.
2: What's your favorite word? Oh. Oh, wow. Um... My favorite word.
1: Wow. Uh, (laughs) Shenanigans.
0: (laughs) What is your go-to song? Like if you're in a bad mood and you need to put a jam on. Paul Simon late in the evening. (laughs) Really? Absolutely. I saw Paul Simon's last, last concert. No way. Oh, that's cool. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Uh, rugby sevens.
2: If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh,
0: See through walls. Texting or talking? Talking. Morning or night person? Night. Describe yourself in three words.
2: Silly. Strong. Hmm. Hmm. trying oh
0: if you were stranded on a tropical island and you had all the essentials but you could bring two things with you what would they be rugby ball (laughs) and um my cat
2: biggest pet peeve oh hypocrites climb a mountain or jump from a plane jump from a plane if you were
0: really hungry would you eat a bug no would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals every language in the world okay this one is a little more serious but what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier in life Uh,
1: do no harm but take no shit
0: Ooh, yes. I love that one. That is a goodie. Ah, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That is so good. Well, Twig, it's been amazing. I seriously could talk to you forever. I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable and for changing the conversations out there and just showing other women what's possible too. Like you are such a trailblazer and you just lit up the room. So thank you for being on.
1: Thank you for having me. This was amazing. And, uh, I would absolutely talk to you all night. So if you want to do this again, we, we can certainly do it without a phone in front of our
0: face. Oh, maybe beer next time too. Absolutely. <laughs> so for our listeners, where can they find you? I highly recommend you go follow this amazing woman. Uh, what's your handles? You can check me out on Instagram, uh, at the littlest
1: plumber. And I'm also on TikTok, but that's just me being ridiculous. Also at The Littlest Plumber.
0: I love it. And if you could give our listeners one more piece of advice before they go about their day, what would it be?
1: Uh, I just think we sometimes need to just be and not sometimes just just be in the moment. Um, Just really. Really understand that this is our one shot. Um, there's nothing, you know, after this. So absorb it all, take it all in and uh, keep learning, keep growing and uh, don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to admit that, that you're wrong and grow.
0: Ooh, I love that. Thank you again, Twig, for being here. You're amazing. And for everyone listening, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and this is Gina keeping and remember to keep it real and to have fun. Thank you so much, Twig. Thank you. Thanks for spending time with me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five star review. Be kind folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been keeping it real. We'll see you next time.